Have you ever wondered if you have done so many things in your life that there's no way that God could ever love you? Or maybe you turn on the news and you look at what's going on in the world and you just think, man, if there was a God who truly loved us, truly loved me, this stuff would never happen. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today and hopefully answer for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the story of God's love. Hey guys, welcome to Thinking Out Loud with PJ. It is my goal to help you think different and help you think biblically. And what better way to think biblically than to study verse by verse through a book of the Bible? And that's exactly what we're doing today. We are continuing our study through the book of John. If you are brand new to this channel, I will leave a link at the end of the video to the entire playlist because you're going to want to go back and start at the beginning and study through this uh, book of John with me, with us. Also, if you're new and you don't have a Bible, can I encourage you? There is a link down in the description for a free Bible app that's going to work great and help you to keep up with us. So today, the story of God's love for us. What are we talking about here? Well, if you remember, we are in the middle of this discourse that Jesus has with Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is wondering how in the world somebody is going to be saved, and Jesus says you need to be born again, and Nicodemus doesn't understand that. Again, we've, we've talked about all this. Go back and watch some of those videos if you're not following along with what's going on here. And then you remember that Jesus answered with an Old Testament answer. He said, just as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, so will the Son of Man be, so will he, Jesus, would be. And the idea being that Jesus was going to be sacrificed for our sins. So uh, that's really what leads us here now to what is probably the most famous verse in the Bible. We get ourselves here as we have studied now finally to John 3.16. Before we jump into John 3.16, I want to remind you what the Bible is. The Bible is God's communication to us. He is revealing himself to us through the Bible. So as we read this verse today and we study this verse, the question we want to answer is, what does God want us to learn about himself through this verse? So uh, let's jump into it. If you have your Bible, probably you don't need your Bible. Many people know John 3.16. So let's read that verse. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So as we always do, we're going to pull this verse apart. We're going to look at some observations and understand how we can apply those things to our lives. And so as I read this verse, the very first thing I see is this statement, God loved the world. God loved the world. This statement should bring many thoughts to our minds. Whether you're a believer or a non-believer, there's a lot of thoughts that would come to your mind with this statement. But there's going to be two today that I kind of want us to think about. The first is, hopefully, maybe it at least came to your mind that you would say the fact that God loves the world is absurd. What is there about this messed up world that God loves? 
would love. When John talks about the world in his gospel, he's always talking about the world's system that, that, that we're in, not the beauty of God's creation, right? We can go out and, and we can see God's creation and we can be overwhelmed by that. We can love that and we can say, man, I, I totally understand how it is that, that, uh, that John would say God loved the world. But that's not what John's talking about. John is talking about the people in it, the world's system, which, by the way, if you want to begin to understand how evil the world system is, we can look at uh, 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. It says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So uh, what we read here is that the God of this world, who, if you study that passage out farther, you're going to understand is Satan. Satan is the God of this world. This world and its system is ruled by Satan. James tells us, the book of James, written by Jesus' half-brother, says if you're a friend of this world, you are an enemy of God. In Romans chapter 3, uh, Paul describes the people in the world, you and I, the, the lost sinners of the world, uh, the, the humans of the world as deceitful, poisonous, murderous, worthless. He says they don't have any care or love for God. Yet, John says these are the people, the people who are ruining this world, the people who are destroying this world, the people who are worthless. These are the people that God loves. Here's the beauty of this today, guys. Here's where you should start to take some hope from this. God loves you. No matter what you've done, no matter what things have, have happened in your life, no matter what choices you have made, John says that God loved the world. God loves you. Here's another way that I want us to look at that. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4. Paul says, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. If you have been studying with me for a while, then you've probably heard this verse. But again, the, the beauty of this, it says that, that we were chosen before God created the world. Here's what you need to understand. God loves the world. He loves uh, the sinners in the world. And he chose to love us before he created us. In other words... He knew exactly how terrible I would be. He knew exactly how sinful and terrible you would be. He knew the things that you would do. He knew the things that I would do before he chose us, before he sent his son to die on the cross. So what is the point of this? The point of this is that there is nothing in your life that you have done that's going to surprise God. There's nothing in your life that it, that's going to cause God to not be able to save you. Jesus is the Savior. God loved the world and sent his son. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But that your, your first response probably would be, or, or should at least be, is, man, that is absurd. When we really realize how evil we are, it's absurd that God would love the world that much. The second reaction, though, that some people may have 
is how do I know that God loves the world when it doesn't seem like it? Right, PJ, you tell me, you read this verse that God so loved the world, but when I look around, I don't see that God loves the world because how could a loving God allow these things to happen to good people? How is it that uh, that God could, could allow uh, uh, disasters to happen and, and people die? How is it that, that a person who, who is good and has a family could die tragically in ways that we see all the time? If God really loved the world, why would he allow those things to happen? And here's the answer to that, partly. Partly the answer to that is we're going to talk about that in the next video, in verse 17. So later on, you keep reading in John chapter 3, and you're going to start to get the answer to that. But here is how you can know that in spite of all these things, God loves the world. And that's going to that's gonna bring us really to our next point. God loves the world so much that he gave. All right, how do you prove to someone that you love them? You give, you do, you sacrifice for them. All right, how does your family know that you love them? How do your friends know that you care about them? Because you sacrifice for them, you give. And John chapter 3 and verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. He gave. Romans 5, 8 is an important verse when we think about this. It says uh, that God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God showed to us his love. He lived out for us his love. He proved to us his love. How? By giving his son to die. You say, well, I don't think God is loving because I don't see it. And John says God proved to us he loves us. He loved us so much that he gave. Uh, Paul says he proved to us, he showed us his love in that while we were still wicked, evil sinners, he gave his son. Here's another verse. If you think maybe that, uh, that that's not enough, let's go to another verse. John Chapter 15, which actually we'll get to in a long ways down the road, but verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than someone laid down his life for his friends. So what we're seeing here is that there is no greater act or proof of love that can be lived out. So what I want you to understand today is God owes us nothing more. When we start to say, well, how would a loving God allow these things to happen? Can I tell you that God owes us nothing more? He has already lived out the absolute greatest act of love that he can for us. He can't love us anymore. It's not possible. And the beauty is it's not possible for him to love us any less. John 3:16 as we begin to understand this world famous verse that we see everywhere, that we see at ball games, that people paint under their eyes, that people write on their shoes, whatever it is, when we see that verse, we should begin now to have an amazing understanding of the love that God has for us. We cannot say that he does not love the world. We cannot say that he does not love us. So now the question is, what are the results of this sacrificial gift? The results, John says, is eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. Why? So that we can have everlasting life. But I don't want you to miss the qualifying statement that is there. The qualifying statement is those who believe. 
So if you're watching this today as an unbeliever, don't take this as, well, Christ died for the sins of the entire world, and I'm good. Whether I believe or not, I'm good. That's not what John is saying here. John is clearly saying that Jesus died. God gave his son, and Jesus died for our sins. But you have to believe. You have to believe in Christ. And that leads me to where we want to end up. It seems like it's been a while since we've looked at this verse. The key passage, the key verses of John of John, are found in 20, verse 30 and 31. John says, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. John says, I wrote this entire book so that you would believe. And now here in John 3, 16, we see this great sacrificial gift, this great love of God. He says, you need to believe. You need, you need to believe in Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk more about what that means. But I want to encourage you today to just ask yourself, do you believe as we have read this, do you believe, or, or, or does this story of Jesus, has it just sounded crazy to you? This is, a, this is a powerful declaration that's given here in the Bible. So answer this question for me. Who is the one that is loving? Who is the one doing the loving? The answer is God. And that should amaze us that God, the creator of the entire universe, cares about you and I. He loves us. Who is the one being loved? Well, I just answered that. You and I, sinners, messed up people, the God of the universe loves so much that he gave his son to die on the cross for our sins so that we can enjoy everlasting life. Have you received Christ as your Savior? Have you believed in him? Have you repented of your sins as we have learned about already in this study? If not, I would encourage you to do that. I sure hope this video was an encouragement to you. I hope that you begin to understand today that God truly does love you. The story of God's love, I, I hope that it has, has given you hope. And I would ask you to, to share this with your friends. Find somebody that you can study with. Find a friend that you can watch these videos with and, and then continue this study together with them. If you're brand new to my channel and you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. That really encourages me to see you subscribing and following along and watching my other videos. And then, of course, if you just would be so kind as to hit the like button, leave a comment. Those things will help the YouTube algorithms, and it, it takes this video and it gets it out to more people who might need to see it. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time.